On this week's Big Tech Show, you might not think it could happen to you, but our guest this week explains how a significant number of Irish people may be falling victim to romance frauds online. Victims can feel a misplaced sense of shame. People can blame themselves. They feel embarrassed. And so they don't want to tell family, friends. They don't want to report it to the police. In some cases, of course, the victims are already in relationships. They're married. They have an extra reason to keep that quiet. The Big Tech Show, available on all podcast platforms. Platforms. Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. This is an Irish Independent podcast. Today on this extra episode of the Indo Daily, Brian Toberty and his agent Noel Kelly finally appear before the Oireachtas committees. So what have we learned? This is my first rodeo, being in the public eye, but I've never seen anything like it. I, I don't know if any of you have been cancelled before, but let me tell you, you don't want to be there. So start with Ryan's under-declaration of payments made to Ryan when they were published figures for 17, 18, 19 and in January 21. This issue has caused a lot of distress, and it's entirely a mess of Ortiz's own making. I'm Siobhan McGuire, and joining me to talk about today's series of grillings is Philip Ryan, political editor at the Irish Independent. I'm not looking for sympathy now or, or, or violin. I, I'm simply saying to you, you, you asked me the, the question, and you bring up like the kids, my relationship with. The children of Ireland is so important to me. You know, that sounds grandiose, but actually it is. Because the only figure in this whole story whose face was recognisable was Ryan Tuberty. He's been made a poster boy for this scandal, and that's undeserved. This is not the Ryan Tuberty scandal. This is the RTE scandal. Thank you. Philip, we've been anticipating this for about a week now. Was it the grilling we thought it might be? As we're sitting here discussing at the moment, we're into the second grilling. We're into the media, uh, Oireachtas Media Committee, there up at the moment. The Public Accounts Committee, it was quite the grilling this morning for Mr. Tuberty and his agent, uh, Noel Kelly. I would be I would be hesitant to say that they, they went a little easier on him than they did on some of the, let's say, the executive or the boards that they have in recent weeks because, uh, look, they, they are there to do a job. They were there to elicit answers. They were there to find out the finer details of what was known about this controversial contract and what are seen as top-up payments to Mr. Tuberty's uh, pay, uh, overall pay. And as the presenter of his morning radio show, Philip, Ryan Tuberty is the master of monologue. And there was a little bit of a sense that his his own statement was delivered with that same power this morning. Oh, certainly. At one stage, you could have thought you were sitting there watching a performance on the Abbey or in the gate um, with the, the way it was delivered. And it was, look, he, he was there to make a point. I suppose there was uh, maybe an anticipation that he was going to go in there and he would be quite contrite about uh, what has emerged over recent weeks. But that was anything but the case. He was in there to defend himself. He was in there to to correct what he said are the seven untruths that have been told about him and his salary and his uh, his dealings with RTE over recent years. And, and that's what he did. It was. It was very dramatic. It was very emotional. He was banging desks. He was pausing for dramatic effect. He was 
looking at, around him to try gauge the response to his uh, various contributions. And it, it did. It, it, it was the Ryan Tuberty, like you say, that everybody is used to hearing on the radio or possibly seeing on television as well. So what are the kind of key takeaways from this morning's hearing, say? Well, one of the main, the overarching thing I think to take from it is, is that Ryan Tuberty and Noel Kelly's uh, memory or understanding of what went on around his salary and this controversial deal with Renault is very different to what RTE believes. And it, it, it resulted in, like I said, they were put out all these uh, various untruths, as Mr. Tuberty called them, um, around what was known about the deal um, and and what pay cut he was taking throughout it. And, and, and it, it, it resulted in RTE putting out their own statement just before the committee hearing saying that they refuted a lot of what he had to say. Yeah, we have an interview from our colleague Q O'Connell. He spoke with uh, Kevin Backhurst, um, the new director general in RTE this morning. And the the general gist of what he says in relation to Ryan Tuberty is that, look, never say never in relation to a return to RTE. Let's mm. operate on the basis of what we know so far. Mm. And you've read his statement this mm. morning and he feels very aggrieved at how Orti have handled mm. all of this. Mm. That he has been made the, na- the, the national hate figure in all of mm. this as a result of Orti's actions. On that mm. basis, do you see a way back from him? I'm not going to shut the door right now. I honestly, okay. I want to judge it on the evidence. I'm a fair person. Mm. I want to be fair to Ryan. I want to be fair to RTE. You know, and I want to do the right thing here. And I, I don't want to make a rash decision or promise either way. And it's not fair on anybody. But I think I said yesterday, you know, I think to, to be fair to everyone, we need a decision. And to be fair to Ryan, we need a decision quite soon about that. Mr. Toberty's own view uh, is very clear from the committee hearing is that he wants to get back to work. He sees himself as a broadcaster. That's his job. And he wants to get back on air. Uh, Hugh O'Connell's interview with uh, Mr. Backhurst this afternoon He's not given an answer one way or the other. He's leaving it open. He says he wants to see what goes on in these committees. Uh, Ryan Tuberty referenced himself today that uh, uh, the, the new Director General of RTE asked for complete uh, transparency at these meetings and, and that's what they're trying to do. Whether the committee members feel that it's complete transparency or not, that's a different uh, that's a different aspect completely because some of the members in there, they just didn't really buy a lot of what was being given to them, especially when it came to um, Mr. Kelly's explanations around how the contract came about. And so, Philip, when you talk about Noel Kelly, did we learn anything, say, in relation to the invoicing system and how all of that came around? Well, this is one of the the issues that the TDs had a lot of questions about. And this is the fact that RTE asked Mr. Kelly to send invoices for consultancy services to uh, them, which they would process in return for paying Ryan Tuberty, who's not a consultant, he's a broadcaster, and that's how they got the money. And the money would then come from, as we know now, Mr. Kelly said he didn't realise the, the, the details of this, that it came from this company, Astus, which was the operating the barter account on behalf of RTE. And that money was then subsequently paid to Mr. Kelly. Mr. Kelly said, essentially, he trusted the broadcaster to do everything above board, that it was uh, an institution that's been around many, many years, and he didn't have any queries with um, receiving the money from an English company for starters or sending off invoices for consultancy services which his client didn't provide. But at the time we had no reason to suspect that RTE might be trying to hide payments to Ryan and I'm still shocked that that was their intention. We trusted RTE. It's not some unknown startup with opaque funding and checkered past or a record for dodgy financial dealings. It's a national institution, 100 years old, massive business turning over 350 million a year And Philip, 
one of the kind of questions that keeps repeating itself, keeps coming up, is in relation to the published figures in relation to Ryan Tuberty's salary. If Orty were putting out a certain figure and as far as he understood, the correct amount was X, um, why was there no reference or why was it not raised that the, the numbers that we, the public, see be, be amended? Yeah. And look, he, he was asked this on a number of occasions in a number of different ways. And his response is essentially that he should have been more inquisitive. He should have uh, checked out why that was, why uh, things didn't correlate with what's in his bank account. And, and what was being published in by RT and in the media, etc. He was also asked as well: Did he did he see or did he question this idea of his pay going up or this additional seventy five thousand paid by RT? Did he question that at the time when it was in the middle of the pandemic, when he was hosting all those shows, and when he was uh, uh, you know calling on people to come together and everybody else in the country, while well, a lot of them were losing their jobs and on pandemic unemployment payments, etc. And like he didn't seem to really have an answer for that. If they did question or not, he essentially uh, uh, shoved that one off onto Mr. Kelly as in like he does the, the, the finances and he tries to get me the best deal possible. And one of the, the seven untruths was in relation to his leaving the Late Late Show. And there had been the rumour mill was was going crazy. You know, did he leave because this was all going to come out? And he today said absolutely not. And then in the aftermath of the PAC committee this morning, Philip, we have lots of people on Twitter who know Ryan Tuberty themselves, Irish celebrities saying that's the truth, you know. He he had talked about leaving last year. Yeah, look, this is something that he has been very strong about in the committees, and it's something that he wants to very much get across. And uh, I don't know if it's to do with his legacy, or he just doesn't want any bad uh, association between him and the Late Show, given all that he's given to it. But he was very strong in this and very insistent on this, and saying that look, his decision to leave the Late late toy, late late show was nothing to do with the, the financial scandal that's engulfing RTE at the moment and it was more actually to do with COVID and burnout after all the, the work he had to do through that and like many other people in the country he also referenced felt similar things. And in relation back to Ryan Tuberty just for a second because I recall some of the questioning this morning Philip and it was along the lines of popular culture connotations that basically remind us of who Ryan Tuberty is in relation to public service television. Uh, for example, you know, what do children say when they see the toy man? Well, this um, is in this now, way. he didn't refer to himself as the toy man, but that was from <laughs> Cormac Devlin, Fianna Foyle TD, said children were uh, sitting at home wondering why the toy man was in the news all the time these days and not dancing around in a lobster outfit, I suppose. But uh, yeah, but like that, that, that that's one aspect to it. Like he is a very popular figure. He is someone everybody knew. There was a huge amount of media outside Leinster House and inside Leinster House to see him. People were queuing up to make sure they could get in and get a seat uh, in the committee room to, to take all this in. But look, the, the, the real work is is still to happen on all this. And it's kind of because it can become a bit of a show trial, some of these committees. But the, these committees are gathering information because they're going to put a report together and they're going to say whether who they believe and what they think transpired with these controversial payments to Mr. Tuberty. And of course, at the, at the end of all of this, you still have the staff of RTE who have been hurt so badly and let down by management. Um, and they have a rally tomorrow, I believe, organised um, on the campus. Um, and then you have the taxpayer as well and people scratching their heads saying, 
what do I do with my TV license? There you go. And there's almost an inevitability, it seems now at this stage, that RTU will need some sort of financial rescue package from the government. It seems that it's going in that direction. There's lots of financial, or uh, sorry, anecdotal uh, evidence that people are saying that they won't bother paying their TV license when it comes up for a renewal around this time. Uh, the, the Kevin Backhurst has been pleading with people saying he hoped they would do that and remember the public service that RTE does do. And we've seen that even uh, last night's primetime investigation about um, the, the 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 dairy industry or the the calving industry. So look, that that's that's all there. And the big problem for RT and the government is if if they do f- take a financial blow off the the back of all this controversy. And my thanks to Philip Ryan, political editor at the Irish Independent, for joining me today. And you can read Hugh O'Connell's uh, long interview with Kevin Backhurst. It's up on independent.ie right now, and there's a follow-up tomorrow. I'm Siobhan McGuire, and today's episode of the Indo-Daily, this extra episode, was produced by myself, researched by Tabitha Monaghan, video recording by Dara Kelly, and podcast recording by Gavin Hennessy. Archive clips from Eroptus TV and independent.ie. If you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow, and leave us a review. Hold up. 